Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. It's National Backwards Day, Tony. How you celebrate? Backwards speaking by Kornheiser Tony I'm. What do you that think? Was sort of clever and yet sort of dope. Well, I had two other alternatives. I could have turned around completely and just showed you my back, but because I've got a broken rib, that would have hurt. Or I could have eventually gotten to the sentence that I think everyone expects, which is the walrus is Paul, thereby turning away all viewers who are under the age of 55. The walrus is tall. Yeah, that was, you know, that's the Beatles. What the hell is that? That's the Beatles. It's a long time ago. Remember the Beatles? No, really. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. We will get to the Lakers' latest attempts to land Anthony Davis in a moment. But we begin today with a stunning, unexpected trade in the NBA. Not Anthony Davis. The Knicks are trading Kristaps Porzingis, their injured and unhappy unicorn, to the Dallas Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr. and cap space this coming summer. Porzingis had earlier today told the Knicks he was unhappy with the direction the franchise was going, which is straight down. The maneuvering of this trade in terms of expiring contracts puts the Knicks in a financial position to sign two big-time free agents over the summer, one of whom might be Kevin Durant. Wilma, what do you make of all this? Tony, seriously, when this broke live, and I happened to be sitting with our dear friend Rachel Nichols doing the jump, it was, I thought immediately of all my New York friends, my closest New York friends, yeah. you and Larry Irving and people who have died over the Knicks for a hundred years. And I thought they're not going to know what to think for at least a couple of hours. Cause one, the unicorn is gone. And I say, good. He hadn't proven Jack. I know he's got all the potential in the world. Good for Dallas. It puts him closer to a super team, blah, blah, blah. But you guys, your head is exploding because you know what to think. So you lose a unicorn. Right. You get back some pieces that would take you out if they play together for the Knicks now of the lottery chance to get the number one team, in my opinion. And so it's just like, oh, my God, where are the Knicks now? But, Tony, they do get the chance, and I do believe that they're going to land at least two big-time free well, okay, agents. Well, I don't know okay. which two. Enos Cantor talked about, what were his exact words, a well, mind-blowing free agent. Which everybody assumes is Kevin Durant. Durant. So I don't, you need to tell me why Kevin Durant would go there. The best case for the Knicks is this. They finish, as they're trying to do, to tank their way to the bottom. Right. They finish, they get the number one pick, or, or, you know, they put their hands in. It's a cold envelope. <laughs> they get the number and they get one Patrick pick. Ewing. And they get Zion Williamson and they get Kevin Durant. I don't know why Kevin Durant would go. But as a, as, because I love the Knicks so as the team of my youth, everything they've touched lately has turned to mud. Carmelo, Anthony, Phil Jackson, Larry okay, Brown. But that this wasn't could this be terrible. Give Scott Perry and his crew a chance here. Wait a minute This now. could be terrible. They could end up trading Porzingis for Dennis Smith and get nothing else. Look, they should have drafted Dennis Smith two years ago anyway, so they're finally getting something right they screwed up two years ago. But, Tony, wait. Their money spins? You can spend Dolan's money in New York City. Bad you can ownership, walk right Mike. up. Yeah, Madison Avenue. I understand. Or... I understand. I don't think it's great ownership. I will say this, and I agree with you that so far in his career, Porzingis is just a rumor, and he's got a torn ACL. Maybe he can come back in March or April. Maybe it's, there's no video of him running year. anymore along the beach. He's never won a playoff series, but you put him with Doncic. I know. If he's good, <laughs> and you put him with Doncic, yeah. then Dallas can be very good, and the Knicks yeah. can end up with Kemba and Walker Tony. and me. Dallas ah. is going to end up in the lottery, 
where they have a chance to get a third player to go with those two guys. So it is, look, I, I understand the aggression of Mark Cuban and Rick Carlisle saying, okay, wait a minute. Look, you can't get a third superstar before you get two. They got this they done in an potentially, hour. In potentially an hour. two. Porzingis walked in at 10 o'clock was out at, at 11. You know what? How does that happen? If Porzingis has said to me, I need to talk to you about the direction of this franchise, I wouldn't have taken his call. I would have been like, I'd have been like the Pelicans refusing to take the Lakers call the first day. We're moving on. We're going to that. The Los Angeles Lakers. You don't like this way. You're a New York guy. I'm skeptical. Do you like it? Well, I'm not going to go 10 minutes on this. If you guarantee me they get Durant, I like it. But you can't. The Los Angeles Lakers (laughs) and the New Orleans Pelicans are entering into trade talks for disgruntled center Anthony Davis. Los Angeles Times is reporting the Lakers have offered five different trade scenarios. Wilbon, should the Pelicans make this deal with the Lakers in their own conference and appear clearly to be doing the bidding of LeBron James and Rich Paul? You don't worry about the bidding. You don't worry about the optics, the stupid optics. You get the best deal you can get. And if it's from the Lakers, you take the deal. There's no guarantee by the time they get to summer, if they have turned down one of these Lakers deals, that Danny Ainge, who swindles everybody in the great tradition of Red Auerbach, right. won't say... Hey, you know, we just got to the finals without Anthony Davis. We don't need him. We're not offering you guys as much as we promised. There's no guarantee of that. Leverage is only good if you'll use it or other people believe you'll use it. So if one of these packages from the Lakers appeases you and you think you can put a starting team out there, then do it. I loved what I heard about three hours ago. What I heard was that the New Orleans Pelicans we're talking to everybody else in the league, and they told the Lakers to pound sand. I loved it because it was charmingly vindictive. I don't like this quite as much, honestly. <laughs> I mean, because I, I wanted that to happen, because I wanted them to say, hey, you know what? We're not just a farm system team for you, as we've been before for the city of Los Angeles, for Chris Paul and now Anthony Davis, like the Kansas City team was for the Yankees for 25 years. So they I, should do the they should do the Celtics bidding. I'm a little more disenchanted with this thing. No, you know what, Mike? If you get what you want, obviously you make the deal. That's the way it works. If you get what you want, but I, me personally, I've got this guy for a year and a half. I'm yeah. not going to jump, you know, through a hoop because Agreed. Magic Johnson gives me a call and go, Ooh, "Well, Magic Johnson." Well, apparently they, you know. They weren't taking Rob Palenka's call, but you know Dell Dimps is not going to say I'm not going to talk to Irvin Johnson. No, he'll just, talk to him. That's just bad business and bad everything. So that's stupid, and that wasn't going to happen. Now, I, I think it confirms New Orleans as, as if they do this as sort of second class. Well, I mean, work a deal with somebody. So wait, else. wait, 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 wait. Go ahead. So it's okay to take short shrift from the Celtics and Danny Ainge, who swindles everybody. Why do it's you okay assume, to do Mike, that? Well, here's the question for you: Why do you assume? That Danny Ainge won't be there as an honest broker when he can in July. Danny Ainge just swindled the Philadelphia 76ers. Were you paying attention? How do you think Jason Tatum got in a green uniform and a guy who can't play? I'm going to remind you of last year, Mike. I'm going to remind you of last year. When the Spurs had Kawhi Leonard, who said he wanted to go to Los Angeles, maybe not to the Lakers, but to Los Angeles. And they said, son, sit on this bench for a while. And then they traded him to Toronto. They and didn't give in. And it's so and tough a good for him in franchise. It's so difficult. It's such a bad time. Oh, wait, he leads the East. There's football news that has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. 
Jerry Jones apparently will not extend Jason Garrett's contract, making next year a lame duck season in effect, according to ESPN's Todd Archer. Garrett is always said to be on the hot seat, but he won a division title and a playoff game this month, yet Jones is insisting upon more. So, Tony, what does Garrett have to do next season exactly to stick around as coach of the Cowboys? This is so ironic. Year after year, they don't do anything at all. And Jerry Jones continues to keep Jason Garrett. Now they win a division and they win a playoff game. And now suddenly he's saying, you've got to do more for me. If I read that correctly, then winning the division next year and winning a playoff game would not be enough. They would probably have to go to the Super Bowl, right? They probably no, have to go to the Super if Bowl. If they get a bye and they win that game, so they go to the, the NFC, NFC title game. But if they lose in that game, everybody in the world is going to say, why didn't you get rid of Jason Garrett? I think he's in a real bind. I, I do. He never was. Jerry? Be- no, Jason Garrett. Okay. He never was before. He was probably given too many chances. Now it seems after having a good year, he's being thrown up against the wall. <sighs> Oh, a you know, rare this, pause this, from Wilbon. A sigh. What was this, that? This. Well, first of all, I'm just. I'm so thrilled that the NBA just blowed up Super Bowl week and all the football They've news. They've done it all and week said, with LeBron. Take spot number three right. on PTI and take a walk. <laughs> I, I love that. That that gives that me was a, so that was the great, sigh of rapture. It gives for me you. great pleasure. Now the sigh. <laughs> the sigh was for this. Jerry, you, you know it's interesting. You blow up Dolan. And I know Dolan and the Knicks are a lot worse than the Cowboys. But oh, that was one terrible and tankers. But but Jerry Tony Jerry just tries to get himself noticed, and so he wants to be the subject of speculation. Mike, they I won the division. I think wind up with Garrett if Garrett wins the division they, title they next won year. The Jerry's not going to fire him, even if they don't get to the Super Bowl. They're a That's good team. I think they're a good team with Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, and a so real good defense threat? and Amari Cooper. Threat. Are you are you agreeing it's an empty threat? Uh, no, I don't think it's an empty threat. Really? No, I don't. Lincoln right. Riley, who at 35 has been head coach at Oklahoma for a grand total of two seasons, has been given a big raise to $6 million a year. This extension comes with raises that will get Riley to $10 million a year by the end of the 2023 season if he stays. Wilbon, this guy's name is on every NFL GM's list. Does this kind of money diminish the allure of the NFL? Yeah, because the allure of the NFL is money and power. And so it diminishes it because you don't have both. If you got money somewhere else, the NFL is not the only place that can give you the money. There are two reasons that guys leave college and go to the NFL. You and I have talked to them. We know why it is. The money, which is now largely canceled out, Tony, at the top of that pyramid, and the, the, the seduction of being able to win at a higher level, and the NFL is the highest level of That's football right. in the world. That's right. So, so it, it, it cancels out. What does money account for? 30%, 40%, 70%? Depends on what money means to you in the equation. But I think, yeah, it largely eliminates the allure. Let's go to basketball for a second. Mike Krzyzewski has spent his whole life in college and has been fine. Tom Izzo has spent his whole life, and he's rumored to take every job, but he never takes a job. He stays at Michigan State, and he has been fine. John Calipari jumped in, didn't work, jumped back out, back in Kentucky. You can, at 35, Lincoln Riley is so young that he can do what Nick Saban did if he wants. He can go to the NFL. If it doesn't work out, he can go back to college and be fine. I will tell you this. 
There's much more money in the NFL if an owner wants you. In college, there's the stigma of, wait a second, he makes more than the governor. He makes more than every state there's employee. There's no stigma in the SEC states, you, I can tell you that. He's not in the SEC, I don't believe. He's in the Big 12, right? In the NFL, somebody could give him $15 million. Mike, if he got after Mayfield and Murray, if he got Jalen Hurts and turned him into a passer, this yeah. guy would be a miracle worker. And 20 teams in the NFL would line up and the bidding would just go up, don't you think? No, Tony, because if they can give you as much money, and I believe the schools, and I, again, I just said the SEC, because all of those schools except Vandy would pay yeah. a coach whatever, yeah. so money's well, not going to move we'll him, only no, new it's opportunity. What he wants. It's what he wants. He's a kid. He can do what he wants. Let's take okay. a break. Coming up, Robert Kraft has no reservations about extending Tom Brady. How long should the Patriots bank on Brady? We're going to ask Lewis Riddick. We'll also ask him if the obsession with Sean McVay will uh, backfire. Do you know how many papers I had to rip up in the last 45 minutes? Good. Because news. news. We were newspaper people for 100 years. I know, it's good. I'm I'm, I'm good with it. I'm just saying it's a lot of paper. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However, when an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life. The PTI Advanced Analytics Department reports that we are just under 73 hours from kickoff of the Super Bowl, and we are pleased to welcome in ESPN NFL front office insider. What a long title that is, Lewis Riddick. And let us start with this. Robert Kraft says he has no problem extending Tom Brady beyond next season. He'll be 42 in August. How long do you think the Patriots ought to be banking on Tom Brady being their starter? I don't know, but I will say this. Look, you know, in personnel work, usually when someone gets 30-plus, right, or for quarterbacks, maybe 35-plus in the front office, you really start taking it one to maybe two years max in terms of projecting future performance. Tom has blown that totally out of the water. And we know, look, as much as people want to make fun of the fact that he has this very eccentric diet and he talks about pliability and he talks about stretching and he talks about, you know, a very sophisticated recovery process, it's working. Because the guy has not lost anything as far as how he can operate in the pocket and throw the football and deliver it where it needs to be. So all that being said, when you couple that with the fact that the way the rules have changed in the NFL in terms of how they protect the quarterback and how, and how they protect receivers in the middle of the field, and with the way that defensive play, in my estimation, outside of maybe four or five teams, has basically become just high school level in terms of its complexity and its efficiency, Tom can play until he's 50. So if I'm Robert Kraft... Hey, give him a three, four-year deal. Spread it out. You know, spread out that sign-in bonus, whatever you're going to give him, because he can play for much longer because everything is adding up right now for quarterbacks to play well into their 40s as long as they're able to take care of themselves. Tony, you better start drinking those avocado shakes like Tom Brady. Avocado ice cream. We've been told (laughs) pretty much all week that the Rams have more talent. The Rams have more talent than the Patriots. The Rams have this. The Rams have that. Do you see that or either one of these teams having more talent, raw talent, than the other? Yeah, Mike, look, this is something that really has been talked about concerning the Patriots for years. Going back into my front office days in the mid-2000s, 
We used to oftentimes look at the Patriots and go, man for man, I can find a better player on a better team. I wouldn't want this guy. I'd rather have this guy. I wouldn't want this guy on the Patriots. I'd rather take this guy. So as far as raw talent is concerned, when you're talking about height, weight, speed, vertical jump, maybe guys who make more explosive plays who are more dynamic, yeah, I think 1 through 53, the Rams do have more quote-unquote talented players. That's never been the Patriots' M.O., though. That's never been how they build their football team. They, they live by a mantra up there that says, we're trying to build teams, not acquire talent. We're trying to build teams. And they, they, will much, they would much rather take a guy who has lesser talent on a measurable basis, height, weight, speed, 40 time, and take a guy who over three and a half, four hours, or however long a game is played, he will do exactly what Bill tells him to do. And he will do it, and he will do it, and he will do it. That's always been the case with the Patriots when you're looking at them playing teams in the Super Bowl. It was the case going all the way back to 2001 when they played the greatest show on turf. Same thing, and look what happened. Yet teams are copying every other team in these trendy ways, which leads me to this. Lewis, I think NFL front offices are largely being lazy in terms of searching for just the next Sean McVay instead of looking more broadly and deeper Am I wrong about that? Nope, you're not wrong at all. And look, nothing has irritated me, to put it nicely, this offseason than to hear that narrative thrown out there over and over and over and over again. We're looking for the next Sean McVay. What does that mean exactly? So you're looking for a guy who's a great communicator, a guy who is a great teacher, a guy who's a great leader, good listener, uh, a guy who has innovative offensive concepts. Yeah, I, I get that. There's plenty of guys who fit that bill, and there's plenty of guys who fit that bill who aren't Sean McVay types, who are maybe a little bit older, maybe don't have the same kind of cool, nice manicured beard, maybe aren't 33 <laughs> years old. There's plenty of guys who fit that, and actually there's many of them who might be African-American. There are many of them might be minorities. So there's plenty of guys like that out there. And I think here's the problem, though. When you say they're being lazy, I think this is what you're referring to. What will happen now is that all of the people that have worked under Sean automatically just get bumped up to the top of the order and to the top of the, the top of the heap and saying, we just want to interview him. We want to interview him because he's been with him. We want to and you know why they do that? You know why they hire search firms? Because they don't really know how to identify what they're looking for in the first place because they're not trained to look for guys who display those kind of skills that would translate into being a great head coach. That's why teams hire firms. That's why teams just follow what everyone else is doing. And that's why you see the same kind of narratives just kind of recycle themselves. It is lazy, but it's born out of a lack of information and training as far as really being able to identify what you're looking for in the first place. Lewis, we'll get you out of here on this, but it's got to be five seconds or less. Which way are you leaning? I'm leaning, I'm, I'm leaning with the team. With the, it's coached by the guy who trained me as far as everything I know about football, and that's the Patriots. I'm going to go with New England. Thank you so much, Lewis. Thank I think you, Lewis. Wilbon and I much will appreciate too. it. Lewis will be part of ESPN's Super Bowl Sunday NFL countdown starting at 10 a.m. Let's take one last break, but still to come, could LeBron actually come back from his groin injury and play tonight in front of Michael Ray Wilbon? I expressed doubt yesterday. I told you I think he's playing. Could Bryce Harper actually end up with the Padres, Tony? How can the Nationals why? allow that? Why? Tell me why. Man. Just tell me why. And acknowledge what would have been the 100th birthday of perhaps the most important athlete in American history, Jackie Robinson. On April 15, 1947, Jackie Roosevelt Robinson, a four-sport athlete at UCLA, integrated Major League Baseball for the very first time. For all his bravery and heroism, the stresses inherent on Robinson through this act clearly shortened his life. He died at age 53, having in effect martyred himself 
for the greater good of baseball and all of us. Tony, a new Jackie Robinson Museum opens in New York City this spring. And today, the New York Times has an online exhibit of 100 photos, a great many of them, maybe all of them, thought to not have been seen before. Happy anniversary, Adam Vinatieri. Around this day 15 years ago, you made your second Super Bowl winning field goal to lift the Patriots over the Panthers. Vinatieri has Super Bowl rings from the Patriots and the Colts. He just signed to come back with the Colts for one more year at age 46, and he, not Tom Brady, will be the oldest player in the NFL. Tony, is he going to join Tom Brady in the Hall of Fame? That's I believe so. That's so rare for kickers. You I believe he will? he will. I believe he I will. I too. Happy trails to Radford. Campbell's Chris Clemens hit this three from deep to lead the Camels over the Highlanders at Radford last night. Clemens, a five foot nine senior guard, had 39 last night and in fact leads all of D1 in scoring with 28.8 per game. Somebody might want to guard him the next time they play. Right, Tracy? Whoa. Not until, no, Tony, not until the tournament. Don't you want to see this kid in the tournament if possible? I do, I do. Big finish, yeah. here we go quick. Let's LeBron has been upgraded to doubtful for tonight, but you think he'll play. Tony, you know I won't be surprised if he plays. I want to see him. I want to see LeBron back in the lineup. Ken Rosenthal says the Padres are meeting with Bryce Harper today or tomorrow. Could you see him going there? It's a last place team. I could have seen the Dodgers, not the Padres. Former Clemson quarterback Kelly Bryant will reportedly stay at Missouri, even though Missouri got a one-year postseason ban. Is that a smart decision? I don't know. I thought Missouri was kind of a weird place for me to go in the first place. Number two, UConn women. At number three, Louisville tonight. Who you got? I got UConn. I got UConn all the time. When UConn loses in the next game, I've got UConn. <laughs> Last one, the top two teams in the East play tonight. The Bucks are at the Raptors. Who you got? I'm going to take the Raptors at home, Tony. I'm splitting hairs. you got to have a tiebreak. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, knuckleheads. You can get the PTI podcast on the ESPN app or Apple Podcasts. Edwin Fideli, happy 70th birthday. It's a wonderful yeah. age, I think. PTI.